How do you live? Podcast. I referred to myself the other day as a healer. And I thought, really? A healer? Shamans are healers. People that come down from the mountain with great gifts are healers. I'm a book coach. I'm a former movie producer and screenwriter. I am a mom. And the truth is that I live to help people heal. I spent 44 years in extreme self-will and dramatic diversions just to avoid telling my true story. I can't bear the thought that that's happening for other people. My name is Kim O'Hara. I'm an intuitive book coach and an author of the memoir, The Lies We Tell Ourselves. And I help people tell their stories so that they can change their lives. When I was a movie producer, I created characters who dealt with isolation, loneliness, abandonment, addiction. I wanted people all over the world to see my movies and say, that's me. I'm not alone. It was easier for me to create characters with issues than to deal with my own. So I sank into secrets and lies and addictions. It's the lies we tell ourselves about ourselves that will kill us. What lie are you telling yourself about you today? I decided I didn't want to be in the movie business anymore. I hadn't won an Oscar. I wasn't famous. I hadn't gotten the big Hollywood deal. I had made a nice handful of movies. I felt like it was time to cut out. I didn't have a safety net. I had never had a safety net. I was completely free-falling. What I didn't know was my writing would one day have a higher calling and a wider message. But first I had to face a devastating truth. I was going through my second divorce and I was raising my two small children. And I woke up one morning at 44 years old and in that singular moment, I knew from a dream that I had been sexually abused for the first 10 years of my life. I didn't know this then, I would learn this later, but if I did not face the validity of that truth, I would be spending the next 44 years in the same anger, addictions, depression, loneliness, lack of self-worth, lack of personal validation, a complete sense of mortification at revealing my real self set in, and then a very small crushed voice that would grow to a roar said, this is no longer the way you have to live. If you've been abused sexually, physically, or emotionally, what holds you back from telling your story, your abuse story? Is your memory playing tricks on you and it's told you it didn't happen? My ego repressed my truth for 44 years, so I wasn't going to be that girl. Perhaps you've intellectualized it and you've put the past to rest. I can assure you it'll ooze into every area of your life if you do not expose it, transform it, 
and thrive from it. You have so much courage and power. You can take the magnitude of that strength and you can use it to mourn the old life so you can freely live the new one. When I was writing my memoir about the sexual abuse, I thought I was telling the story about a girl who had been molested and it had fucked with her for the rest of her life. But I wasn't. I was telling the story of repressed truth, denial, and lies. I had been surviving my whole life and I had no idea from what. Now I knew. Now I had a chance. I had a chance to finally live the life that I had been destined to live for the next 44 years. So what do we do about the voices in our head that want to stop us from healing? They tell us we're dirty, shameful, ugly, pathetic, unlovable. You know the list. You're a perfectly imperfect human being, and it's your mission to not let those voices stop you from healing. How do we do that? Well, we do it with pain. I don't love pain either, but on the other side of pain is intimacy, amazing romantic relationships, and careers that excite and inspire. When you tell your true story, you take away the power from those old voices and you get to finally live the life you've been destined to live before someone came along and took it away from you. When I was writing in my book, I would write about everything. I would create writing prompts on every area of my life. There was no part that wasn't touched. Sexuality, finance, health, body dysmorphia. You name it, the abuse had touched it. I even had this couch and I had bought it 10 years prior and it was expensive then. Every time I walked in my apartment now, I would look at that couch and my stomach would turn. It would remind me of the girl who would sit on that couch in all of her repression and her lies. At the time, I was coaching an amazing money into it out of Chicago through her book. And I sheepishly shared with her one day my feelings about the couch. She did not miss a beat. You need to get rid of that fucking couch today, she said to me, and go find something that makes you feel beautiful. I listened. The next day, I gave the couch away to a lovely couple and my kids and I watched TV on camping chairs while I debated what made me feel beautiful. I really didn't know. And then one day, one of those new voices that are part of my new story told me that I wanted a blue velvet couch. A blue velvet couch, I was stunned, and I didn't know anybody who could give this to me. So I sat on it again, and then another voice told me that I knew a master couch maker. And I remembered I did, I called him up and he made me a beautiful blue velvet couch. What do you have in your life today that doesn't make you feel beautiful? As my world started to open up, there were these new amazing spaces to fill. 
And this is when the writing and the higher calling came into play. I wanted to hold writing workshops that could heal people with writing prompts like I had used to write through my book and to write through the recovery from the abuse. But I wasn't sure if complete strangers were going to show up and write their most intimate feelings and then share them with each other. But I felt called to do this and I put it out there and divinely each month six to eight people would show up. And they'd write about marriages and regrets and mothers and fathers. And I heard over and over again people saying to me, I've never told that story before. When your self-expression is witnessed by a community, you heal. You just do. So I started to think, maybe I am a healer. Maybe I've, maybe I've been meant to do this for my whole life and I just didn't know it till now. And then a new voice came in and said talk show. I was floored. A talk show? Me? How could I have a talk show? I thought this is a really big dream and it seems like it's coming out of nowhere. And then I started to think about it. When I was 21 years old and I was in New York working for a television show, I wanted to be on the Conan O'Brien show. In the day, we would send faxes and make phone calls and you just knew somebody and I couldn't get on the show. One day I was walking through New York and I stopped at a light in Times Square and this whole feeling washed over my whole body. And I looked to my right and looking down at me smiling was Conan O'Brien. It was my moment to say, hey, I wanna be on your show. But I completely froze up. I had no voice. And I let that dream die that day. I decided it was too big for me. Well, I think I had to live the whole life I've lived and be where I need to be today for me to realize that perhaps I wasn't destined to be an assistant on the Conan O'Brien show. Maybe I did have a bigger dream and a bigger calling. Maybe I could even be Conan O'Brien. What is a dream that you have that you've let die that could feel like it's too big that you can relook at today? I'm not a therapist. I'm not a love coach. I'm definitely not even a life coach. The only thing I can tell you how to do is write. And even then you're tapping into my wisdom, but it's your voice. Your writing voice will tell you what's in your heart. It will show you all the blind spots and it'll show you the true essence of your longing. When I lived in my new true story, I could fully love myself. I could fully see who I was. So I wanna ask you these two questions. What is your new story and what is your new truth? What are you longing for? Write down two words, new and longing. Write about them. See what comes up for you. Writing will change lives. Today I only live in my truth. And I'm never going to let anybody ever take that away from me again.